0: Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Joyce Erickson with BelieversBibleSchool.com. And welcome back to Moments in Proverbs. And where are we today? It's Tuesday, and we are in day number 22. We're going to be going over Proverbs 3, 13, or 31 through 35. And there's some things in this these few verses that may be a little bit more difficult to understand and so what i did is i went into a lot of words within this section in strong's concordance to look at the original meaning to help us learn what king solomon had in his head when he was writing to his son so here we are in chapter three of Proverbs, and we will complete the chapter today. So let me read Proverbs three thirty-one through thirty-five. Do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools." So as I said, there are many words in these verses that I felt we needed to go back to the original Hebrew language using the Strong's Concordance because the meaning in today in our English vernacular may not give us an accurate picture of the true meaning of these verses. So then let's talk about who is the oppressor. And in verse 31, it says, Do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. Well, looking up envy in Hebrew, H7065, it says to make zealous and in a bad sense, jealous or envious. Envious. And then the oppressor, H2555, means cruel, unjust gain, injustice, unrighteous, and wrong. Well, we immediately think these verses speak of unbelievers who do horrible things to other people. And most of us want to look at these verses to point out to someone who was horrible and, and mean toward other people, and that certainly could not be Christians. While that is often the case, I want to keep this, this these verses in the context of what is being written. King Solomon has been teaching his son whom he, both he and his son were believers and followers of the law and he has been teaching his son how to gain wisdom by what he is teaching and in the previous verse he was teaching him how to get along with those around him and always strive for peace. While well, we know that those verses also speak to us Christians today, we are to do our best to get along with those around us and always strive for peace. Help those who need help if it is within our power to do so. So my personal thoughts here are that these verses are written to those who belong even to the family of God, both under the old and then for us under the new covenant and not Gentile unbelievers. So, going back to the previous teaching in Proverbs, we have learned that the evil and the wicked can refer to unbelievers, definitely. But it can also um, um, be with believers as well. Basically, it means those who were and are doing anything that is contrary to the will of God, for that is wicked and evil. Since the scripture is actually written to believers, it's written to Jews, it is not written to pagans, let me then ask you this question, how often, and let's let's put it in, uh, in the context of us believers today, how often have you, as a Christian, done things that are contrary to the will of God? Remember, evil and wicked is anything that is contrary to the will of God. So now, add anger towards someone and look at your motive and actions toward that person. (coughs) In other words, anyone, including Christians, have it within them to oppress other people, either out of spite towards someone or even in not realizing their motives and what they are doing could be contrary to the will of God towards someone else. Every person, Christian or otherwise, is capable of being an oppressor towards someone, especially in anger, and the motive of the heart springs forth in their actions toward that person. So God is telling us through King Solomon to never be envious or jealous toward anyone who oppresses anyone no matter how it looks that they are in control and gaining favor with others. For their just due will come to them as the Lord sees fit. We need to trust that God sees the heart motive of everyone and he will judge accordingly and in his timing. Let's look at verse 32. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. I have four verses, believe it or not, um, or four words in this one verse that I want to look up. Perverse, and it is Hebrew or H3868 in the Strong's Concordance, meaning depart to turn aside to be perverse. And then abomination, H8441, which means... Disgusting, morally in abhorrence. And then secret council, H5475, a secret assembly, company of persons in close, intimate deliberation. And then lastly, the word upright, and it has two root meanings, H3477 and H3474, to make straight, pleasant, prosperous, and righteous. So looking at the original meaning of these words, it does make it easier for us to understand this verse of scripture in the way that King Solomon meant it to say. So for those who have departed from the ways of the Lord, they have become perverse in their behavior. That makes this so much more um uh understandable god calls this kind of behavior disgusting and something he abhors but For those who have a close intimacy with the Lord, which is what God desires for his whole family, they will walk straight, meaning according to his will. They will be prosperous. Life will be pleasant. For God considers them the upright or the righteous. That was interesting. Okay, the next verse, verse 33. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked but he blesses the home of the just. I have 3 words here curse, wicked and just. Okay, the curse is on the Lord uh, or the curse of the Lord is on the home of the wicked but he blesses the home of the just. Cursed, two root mean uh words here H3994 and H779. And uh, execration, to detest, utterly abhor, abominate. Wicked, H7563, morally wrong, a bad person. And just, H6662, a lawful, meaning one who faithfully follows the, ma- the Mosaic law, righteous man. So again, trying to understand this scripture verse in its context, and as King Solomon taught it to his son, the curse of the Lord is not an action that God would put upon anyone, for God does not curse people. God is not in the cursing business. God chooses to only bless the just, those who follow in his ways. It is the devil who curses as well as people can bring on their own curses simply because of their evil actions. When King Solomon, what he's saying here is that God considers their acts utterly detestable, something he abhors, and it is an abomination in his eyes. People's wicked actions bring about their own curses in which Satan may or may not be a part of. So God blesses the home of the judge. And in this verse, just refers to those under the Old Covenant who faithfully followed the law of Moses and God considered them as righteous people. Now, for a New Covenant believer, we can understand who a just person is. Or how can we, I should say? Well, the just in its Greek meaning, G1342 from the Strong's Concordance, means one who is innocent and holy, set apart by God, to do a work of holiness in that person. In other words, Christians can take this verse to refer to those who have an intimate, deep, close relationship with the Lord and are set apart by Him to do a work of holiness. As such, he or she will walk more faithfully in God's ways then God can use that person even greater for his plans and purposes. That is the person whom God blesses. All right, verse 34. Well, surely he scorns the the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. I've got three words here, scorn or scornful, Grace and humble. Let's see what we can excrete from the original meaning of the text. So H3887, scorns or scornful, means to make uh, mouths at, that is to scoff. To interpret or intercede. Grace meaning, which is uh, H2580, Uh, Favor, kindness, beauty, pleasant, precious, well-favored, and then humbled, 6035, lowly, needy, especially saintly. Now, in some other more modern versions, this verse says, The Lord mocks or laughs at them who mock and laugh at Him. In other words, God speaks forth from His words in the same way when others speak out to Him. So if you scorn God, God scorns you. But if you praise God, God will praise you. However you speak of God, God will speak in the same way of you. That's revelation. God gives grace or kindness and favor to those who are humbled. They are well favored in the eyes of God. Humility or humbleness has nothing to do with those who have low self-esteem, for instance, and appear humble in the eyes of the proud. This humble is speaking here of the lowly in heart who know that they have a need for the Lord in their life. Humility in heart is what God wants for each one of us. He wants us in a place where we are in constant need of the Lord. He is the one who fills our life with whatever we need. And in that, we continuously have a need for Jesus as we humbly reach out to him every day. Verse 35 The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. I have actually five words that I looked up here. Inherit. Glory, shame, legacy, and fools. And I'll read the verse again. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. Inherit. And we go back to Hebrew 51, 57. To occupy causatively to bequeath or generally distribute or instate. Glory H3519 splendor or, co- or copiousness meaning age of abundance glorious Shame H7036 confusion disgrace dishonor reproach and shame Legacy H7311 bring up promotion set up and fools H3684 stupid or silly So then let's go back to this verse again. The wise, those who have God's kind of wisdom, will occupy or have bequeathed to them splendor and glorious abundance in their life. In other words, wise people will receive honor, but fools will be disgraced. While honor or dishonor may not happen immediately to a person, man's behavior is set up for how they have lived their life. Honor catches up with a person in the same way dishonor catches up based on past behavior. So God so desires to have his kind of wisdom operate within us. For when we do, God promises that we will inherit glorious abundances in our life. And again, that takes us back to the beginning of Proverbs. First comes knowledge, then understanding. And when understood, we will gain wisdom. And that's what King Solomon is referring to, is the God kind of wisdom. So that ends today's teaching. A lot of meat was given here and much to meditate on. And we have also finished Chapter 3, and we will begin tomorrow in Chapter 4. So will you join me again? In the meantime, God bless you. This is Pastor Joyce Erickson with BelieversBibleSchool.com. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.